With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello, welcome inside. Happy Thursday. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. The Bears. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Well, in the middle of the third quarter of the Thursday night game tonight, there is one large conclusion we need to come to. Maybe it was all Chase Claypool's fault. Maybe it was. May, may, what? What else? What else? Maybe it was all Chase Claypool's fault. Well, work out a short week. They can't overthink it. Maybe. <laughs> but I mean, I've seen this act Ooh. before. We saw it for three quarters just the other day against Denver before things went to hell. Yeah, but Denver's Bears, really. Oh no, never mind. Yeah, Bears with a brilliant first half. I'm still not going to understand why you kicked the field goal. You know, at the ten yard line on a fourth and one. Like you're dominating the game. You're zero and four. How about you? You know, just do the uh, the old thing from the too old to rock and roll, too young to die cover from the Jethro Tull album, where it's the old uh, blank you kind of uh, symbol. Instead, they kick the field goal. Baby steps, baby steps for you. But baby an steps. impressive first half, and then well, then they came out, did the Washington Commanders, and your guy Sam, Sam, Sam marched him right down the field. So. Mm. All of a sudden, it got interesting, and there's fantasy points galore out there, but right now, I'm pretty happy. It's it's a nice bounce back from this afternoon at the news of the passing of Dick Butkus. Been a very emotional day. Yeah, look, we'll, we'll get to the passing of Butkus in a second. Obviously, the game tonight here a little bit, the Bears playing on the night that their biggest legend in team history, uh, he and Walter Payton, but certainly the, the mythicism of Dick Butkus, who yeah. died earlier today at the age of 80. But you know, just real quick on the game tonight is is we watched Justin Fields throw three touchdowns in the first half, two to DJ Moore. DJ Moore working on a thirty point uh, first half in fantasy, yeah. and the Bears could do no wrong. And now, of course, you know, hey, 
Commanders get the coming out real little pissed in the second half. Bears play soft defense, and the Commanders go all the way down the field, and Sam Howell throws a touchdown and runs into two-point conversion. So it's a two-point game, so uh, there's still a lot of time left to go. Two-possession game. Two, uh, two possess- sorry, two-possession game. I'm, I'm, I'm looking ahead in Arian Foster script. Uh, the two-possession <laughs> game still. Can you imagine it gets to be a two-point wow. game, and I'm right. Uh, but this is, look, to talk about Justin Fields for a second because he's the story. Uh, yes, you could blame Chase Claypool, but since Justin Fields decided to go to the media and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm not in the best position to to succeed here," and we taught that was a big deal for a couple of days. Wait, wait, you're not you're not in the right place to succeed. What what's going on? You're being made to succeed. Are you not? He just wasn't happy. Wasn't happy with how the game was called, and he went about it a really bad way in saying that I get coached too much. They're coaching me too much, and I got to forget about that, and I just got to go out and play instinctively. Better ways to go about it. Uh, certainly, he shouldn't shouldn't say I get coached too much. Dude, you need this is what co- you can't go out and play without coaching. But if his point was, hey, give me the give me the stuff during the week and uh, implement that on the week on on Sundays or Thursdays, whatever day it is. But mostly, you got to trust me that I'm going to be able to make the instinctual plays because you drafted me to be this kind of quarterback. You drafted him to be a different kind of guy who can make plays with his legs and his arm, like we just saw where a design run where nothing was working to the right side looked like a five-yard loss. He turns it back inside and gains three. Another play where there was a busted handoff in the backfield, and hey, could have been his fault, could have been the running back's fault, but what does he do? He scrambles for 12 yards. Like That's what he does. And since that moment, and since he decided to have that moment with the Bears saying, hey, you're coaching me too much, all of a sudden, hey, Justin Fields is playing freer, looser, and better. I guarantee you, behind closed doors, they made the changes he wanted to be made, whether they're not talking to him in his headset or whatever it is, but they made the changes he wanted to say, all right, if this, if we're going to lose, we got to lose. We got we, we to gotta, we gotta, we gotta do something. Let's go for broke. Let's let Justin Fields be who he is and look at what we've got in production-wise. You can't argue the last six, seven quarters from him. Well, DJ Moore also a question of, you know, his usage and a lot of talking local media and national about the routes being run and the opportunities that have been there. Look, the, the deep ball has been there since the beginning of the season. They were very effective throwing the ball 20 yards and beyond and certainly in the red zone early on. Problem is you didn't see the red zone a lot. And then you look at the game last week against Denver moving the ball. Now, Denver's not the proper barometer because they may be the worst defense in the National Football League, but... You take away some of the positives. He was getting the ball out, not holding it. The 4.5, 4.8 second standing in the pocket, not moving, not creating plays. That guy was gone. And then in the fourth quarter, they reverted to some play calling that was suspect at best. And you had the turnovers. And then for the interception, you can still argue, all right, was that Komet sat down too early and was supposed to keep running his route? Or was that on fields that he should have uh, known that Komet was sitting down. Whatever the case was, you have a turnover and you end up losing that game. Tonight, deep balls time and again. You had Mooney right off the jump, a ball that should have been completed overshot him. I think he just got wide-eyed that Mooney was running so free in the secondary. Well, he didn't make the same mistake. DJ Moore, as you mentioned, a 30-point first half for fantasy owners as they opened up the game. They got the ground game rolling. Khalil Herbert, 9 for 76 thus far. And they've called him more design runs for fields, which has been non-existent right, as well. Like, he ran for over 1,000 yards last year. Why? Because you had a bunch of design Coming runs Coming into the game, worked. you know how many they'd called it through four games? 
Was, eight. Like, yeah, I, th- I thought it was like six. Eight. It's like eight. Yeah. Eight design runs. It doesn't I, I don't know why teams decide to say, here's a quarterback, here's his skill set, and we're going to change what you do well. Can't do it, right? Right. You can you can you can't change, do that. change it slightly, right? You modify it. You hope to round out in the other places where they're they're good, but to get them to great, right? It's a Lamar Jackson thing, right? You don't take away what he does. When Cam Newton was at his best, and maybe he's a Jet, you don't take away what he does. You just try to make the other parts of his game. You bang better. out the. What do I say? You bang out the yeah. dents, right? That that that's that's what you do at this point at this level with a quarterback. He's coming to you as a finished product now. The year, years have gone by where hey, here's a here's a kid coming out. Well, you, you yeah, we love what you do. You're a smart quarterback. You do X, Y, and Z, but you need to do this to be successful in the NFL. Now it's I'm coming to the NFL. This is who I am. Okay, you want to succeed, this is who I am. You, I need design runs. I need to be able to have freedom in the pocket. I need to be able to get outside and make plays with my legs. I need to improvise, right? We, no one said Ben Roethlisberger needed less improvisational plays when he was quarterback. Yeah. And how many time, How many design plays? I don't know that Roethlisberger hit his first read in the history of, his, of, of the NFL. <laughs> it's probably a right? low percentage. I That's mean, true. Roethlisberger always found a way to keep the play alive, and then Antonio Brown was open. Somebody was open. He would find. That was a way. That was the same thing, really. Right? Well, but that was the whole success of what Tebow's NFL success and certainly college was. Keep a play alive. Eventually, someone's going to run open. Yeah. See what I did? I got Tim Tebow. You did. That was nice. That was nice. But you have to. You have to just decide. We're going to bang out the dents on a guy. We're going to leave him the player he is, and we're going to design the offense around him. Because you have to do that now. You can't. You can't. No. You can no longer take a quarterback and say, "All right, who do we want for our system?" No. It's who do we want, and what kind of system can we work around him? Mm-hmm. And that works, right? What did we hear yesterday? The 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 uh, defensive uh, coach that said the Patriots are just killing Mac Jones because they're making him run a system that he is not good at and and they're not letting him run a system that he had at Alabama. This is what you have to do with quarter. It's not rocket science now. I mean it's not. It's it's you and you get a player, you bang out the dents. All right, we got to teach Justin Fields to be a pocket quarterback. He's never going to be a good pocket quarterback. You could teach him, he's never going to do that, right? Because that's not what he does. You could say to me, Jason, hey, you're a good radio host. You don't think you'd be able to do well. Hey, what's that? I think you can be a a, a UPS delivery driver for an ice road trucker. Well, no, I don't think so. Yeah, but you know, you you, you know how to, to do things on the fly and your your instincts are good and you have pretty good fast twitch reactions. I think you'd be a good ice road truck driver. No, I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't be. No, but I think you could do that. No, I wouldn't. I would fall off the road. I would be spinning around going, ah! No, you'd I be pretty good on that show, though. I wouldn't do it. I, I mean, you'd be, be highly entertaining in the cockpit. For a v- very short amount of time. Well, I mean, we only need you for an episode well, for the season premiere. How long do we have Jason? Well, like, we, we're, we're putting him on a bridge in the end of the first episode. Can I don't we, think can we get him there. to promote the show? Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I don't, don't want to spoil the season for you, but he's not available uh, to be here with us. And it's but, not always going to be pretty. No, It's not right. always going to be something that looks aesthetically great. There's going to be plays where, wow, Justin Fields threw that pass to nobody, or wow, Justin Fields threw that pass directly to the defender, or how does he not see what happened? There's going to be plays like that, but you're going to get games like this where here he is, three touchdowns, he's running free. That's how you have to deal with a quarterback. That you got to let him go. I watched it with Zach Wilson. They tried to say, don't make mistakes. When, when did he start playing well? When did, when, when did he start playing well? When they decided, screw it, you're going to throw downfield against the Chiefs. And he's the first quarterback in the history since Pat Mahomes has been in the league to have more attempts, 
completions, touchdowns, and less interceptions in a game against Mahomes. Mahomes no one's ever done that against Mahomes. Are you going to put a banner Sunday up for night. that one? We might have to because might, yeah. we're one and three. Now, so, the, but they, you let somebody be who he is, and that's who Zach Wilson was. He's a gunslinger. Let him be a gunslinger. No, no, no. We're going to try to do this to you, and it's never going to work. Qu- quarterbacks, they have to. I mean, this is where they say, "No, you're going to try to put me in a system. I'm going to hold out. I'm not going to. I'm not going to come in here because this is not going to be good for me. I got to go someplace where they're going to allow me to be eventually coach me, but I need to be who I am at quarterback. Well, and we're just watching the sequence that just went down about midway through the third quarter. The offensive line for the Bears is battered, and, and look, they weren't terribly good to begin with, but you've got a couple of backups in and the pressure from that Washington front, and this was one of the questions coming into the game, was how do you get Fields out of the pocket, around the tackles, and give him a chance for some throwing lanes, and right now it's just been an abject failure. The you get the touchdown and the two-point conversion, and now you're getting the ball back uh, after a woeful possession for the Bears. But it was interesting, you know, coming into the studio as we do uh, to yell at each other during Monday and Thursday night football. You know, I, I hear a little of the the radio broadcast. I wanted to do the quick compare contrast for you uh, between our, our guy Kevin Harlan and Ian Eagle as to how they set up a game. Mm-hmm. Now, because one of the first things you said to me when you came in is, I kind of like those commanders' uniforms. Yeah. Commander's what does uniform. Kevin Harlan do? No. He strides onto the field, bare armed, <laughs> black jersey with the yellow accent, the bright black helmet, the whole nine yards. Ian Eagle and Ross Tucker are chopping it up today. Kind of looks like the Hamburglar. <laughs> That's how he described <laughs> the uniforms. There you go. You will not unsee they're all, that. They're all really short. Boy, no, everybody no, no, in the no, Commanders no, 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 is no. all four foot eleven. Look at them all running. I can't tell who's got the ball. But, but see, but if, they all have the capes. I don't. But know if who's you got could the ball. overlay the aliens from Toy Story as Hamburglers yeah, okay. instead, and now we make it the McDonald's yeah, but game. That, see, that's from where, the uh, from okay. the ball pit. Then we have some fun. And now I'm thinking that's where you go back to the single wing offense because if you have like three or four running backs and they're all hamburglers and they wear the capes, they can cover. You know, they could send no guys capes. in all different directions. <laughs> and and suddenly it's it's who's got the ball? I don't know who has the ball. I, I don't know where the ball is. See, there you go. I, 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 thought he had it. I thought he had it. The cam burglars can work. It was just pretty funny. Like, sets it up. And a Harlan always, he strides to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> He's bare-armed on this cold, wintry buffalo night. You know, all of this. And then uh, they're chopping it up. It's like, yeah, what's it look like? Um... It looks like the Hamburglar. Like, there you go, Iron Eagle. Let's go. <laughs> Twitter it up about a fresca, Mike. It's Swollen Dome. This hour of the show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. But that's how you do it. It's not, it's not too difficult. Let the guy go. Coach him. Let him go. Let him be who he is. And look. Justin Fields is pretty good. Uh, still a two-touchdown lead and two-point conversion lead for the Bears. They fumbled. Uh, the Commanders fumbled. The Bears couldn't do anything with the next possessions. Now the Commanders have the football again down 27-11 midway through the third quarter. Uh, but we have more NFL, big-time NFL coming up next. We remember an absolute legend who left us earlier today. Keep it right here. Jason and Mike. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Field goal by the Commanders. Makes it a 27-14 game. I don't know about that field goal. I don't know. Why you, do you kick the field goal? You're down 27-11. You're facing a fourth down and about three or four from the 20-yard line, and you kick a field goal. Your it's, defensive line is just awakened yeah, in the second half. Yeah. You moved the ball okay. I'm not a fan you, of that. You came, overcame the Thomas fumble, right? He tried to fight for extra yardage, had it stripped. And then you went and you obliterated the Bears on the next possession. Yeah. A couple of sacks. You're starting to get after fields a bunch. Uh, and you kick the field. I, I look at it like this. It was a two-touchdown game. Now, granted, yes, it was a two-touchdown, two-two-point conversion game, but it was a two-touchdown game. And your field goal made it a two-touchdown game. Not saying the points are useless, but at that point, it's 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 27-11, you're on the twenty. It's four. It's fourth and three. Your quarterback has just scrambled for nine yards. Yeah, I think I'm trying to stick that in the end zone. Oh, you got to go for it there on fourth. Because what 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 happens? All right, we don't get it. The Bears are on the twenty, and it's still a two touchdown game. Uh, well, but the Bears the that Bears goal. were dopey taking the field goal earlier. You so dope. We're, so we're we're now even. We're one dopey move. Field goal. This is like McDaniel's coaching against Brandon Staley. Ah, oh, you are you dopey move. I'm see my dopey move. You just watch. Uh, so we'll have more on this again. Uh, three minutes to go in the third quarter. Bears lead at 27-14 over the Washington Commanders, and and really just a an, an odd day. The Bears playing on Thursday night on a day they lost. One of the biggest icons in franchise and National Football League history, Dick Butkus, passing away at the age of 80. Uh, he died at his house in Malibu here in Los yeah. Angeles earlier uh, uh, in the day. There was a medical emergency, and they rushed to Dick Butkus's home, and Dick Butkus did not make it. He was one of the most ferocious players in NFL history. He was, he, you talk about the image of someone that would always look like he's someone who wanted to beat the crap out of you. That mm-hmm. was Dick Butkus. Yeah. And even in retirement, he had 
kept a big profile, still did some things, did a little bit of announcing, did a little bit of stayed in the public eye, and 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 really was kind of fun. Is that even in the last few months he become a fun uh follow on twitter where he would say something fine like here here's a guy he's 80 well, he years and i old, went back and forth uh, when he yeah. first joined yeah yeah it's you know it, it, he was he was really fun and the picture opening day of him with his cane saying someone find me a quarterback that i can go hit they yeah. made a big round on social media and so he was still enjoying being dick butkus and 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 getting another uh run in in who he was you know you know reaching out on social media and uh it you know it's a shame this this is a guy who was really embodied the NFL of the 60s, which the people, the, the, the heroes of the 60s were larger than life. The, these were guys, you hear stories about, that you go, there's no way that's true. There's no, no, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And Dick Butkus was the embodiment of those guys in the 60s with Bart Starr and Jim Taylor and and the and that got to the NFL stars of the 70s, which turned into Bradshaw and Staubach. And Butkus was the leader. And there was nobody more ferocious and nobody players more afraid of than Dick Butkus. Well, he's, he's a guy, obviously, for me, growing up in Chicago, there, there's certain players that have that they're they're a thread right in terms of the fandom between generations and it says nothing about the the love for walter payton mike ditka you know depending on who you are you you don't even remember that he was a player right he was a hall of fame player before he ever became a coach but you know we still we still have coach with us but when, when you talk about the the legend and legacy of the Bears, it, it really does start with Butkus. And we talk about linebackers all these years. There's There's been just a, a litany of big-time players at that position. But he went to Hollywood, right? Johnny Dangerously was in that. He was on uh, Hang Time. If you watch sun, Saturday morning television, bunch of movies, bunch of TV shows, I had a good opportunity to meet him a couple of times when he released his autobiography and on a couple of other occasions at events, you know, at home, whatever. He did a lot of, a lot of work, you know, helping retired players, very active uh, in that part of his life. But, yeah, fiery guy. The first time you meet him, like, I don't get intimidated. Like, we, you, you've been with me, you know, when we go to Super Bowl week and whatever. There's a lot of these guys that, you know, they're legends in their own right, but it's like, hey, how you doing? Good to meet you. This guy, you're like, hi, Mr. Butkus. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for him to punch you in the head. Uh, and I put it up on Twitter. It was funny. You know, I got some award at, at a third grade thing in, in grade school, and the priest, is, I'm walking up the aisle, and he goes, oh, we got our own little junior Dick Butkus there. So that stuck for a while. Oh, and then okay. I stopped growing. I was a big kid. Yeah. And then, okay. I, then I stopped growing. And that was the end of that. But uh, always one that you held up as one of the meanest SOBs in the game. And a lot of the hits, yeah, they wouldn't be legal now. No, but, no, no, no. But no. that was a different style, set the tone. Uh, and the highlight reels when you add Facenda's voice over the top of it, because there are many of those making the rounds this evening, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just goes and shows you a different time for the NFL uh, and right now a city in mourning. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I I shared an elevator with him once, and here's, you know, you want to talk about the image of Dick Buckus. Well, this was at Fox probably about 20-some-odd years ago. And when I was working, when I was working over at Fox, this, this is before I even became a, a, a radio talent. I was still in production. And, you know, the people come into the into, into the Fox building here in L.A. at all, you know, all the time because uh, NFL and Fox was headquarters sure. were out of there. And, and you know, the movies lot and everything well, going else. Going out of the Pico yeah, lot. There's the so fun, much yeah, going on It's a fun on place to work. Yeah. 
And so I got in the elevator, remember, on the third floor, because I worked on the third floor, and I get in on the third floor, and coming down from the fourth floor was Dick Butkus, it was fourth floor building, was Dick Butkus. And I walk in, I go, whoa, Dick Butkus, I might get a chance to meet Dick Butkus. And he's looking at a piece of paper. So obviously he was in for a meeting or something with Fox, and he's looking at a piece of paper, and I walk in, and, and he, and he kind of looks up, because people getting on the elevator, and he just gives me a look. And I just say to myself... I am not going to meet I'm Dick not Butkus. going to engage I'm going Dick Butkus I'm going to at this moment. I'm going to stand in the corner of this elevator, and when we get to the first floor, I'm going to walk out. I was like, oh, hey, I'm going to nod Butkus, this right? general direction, like, hey, and I'm going to leave it alone. It's Dick Butkus. It said he just looked up, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand over here. And it's not like he did anything weird. Like, I walked up to him and said, hi, how you doing? My name's Jason. How are you? You just great, great. No, I, I just walked in. I saw him, and I just, I go, oh, and I, oh, no, I'm not going to say a word. Nope, not, not. It just, it was just that, okay, yeah, this is. This will be a quiet elevator ride. You on one side, me on the other. Sounds <laughs> but it's funny. So this afternoon, I'm finishing making dinner, and and I have uh, I put the score on, and it's, it's whatever. It's delayed. It's behind. So I'm like, I figured I'd, I want to hear the host talk about Butkus, figuring they'd grab some audio and and maybe get some of the legends, and and then at some point they had they play this montage, and it starts with Facenda, and it ends with. Uh, Buffon yelling, and he never admitted that he started that fire on my door. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is that? It's like, <laughs> that's how they ended the I'm like, I gotta go find that audio. What, what, what was that? What, I, I walked right in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> hey, fire but on like, my door. There's all what? these clips ta- like of yeah. these people talking about them, little sound bites yeah. of people through the years of media members and folks that had worked with them, and then there's this last clip, and then they go to the commercial to go throw it to you know, their pregame coverage. I was just like, what is that? Why? Well, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I always thought when I th- think of my favorite quote from Dick Butkus was when, you know, he was always thought of as, you know, illegal hits and he was a dirty player. Sure. And he was so ferocious. And there's two things that they, he was, he got in trouble. And, and one of the best NFL films on him was he, he was mic'd up and he was scraping across the line of scrimmage before a play and he's going, hut, 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 hut. <laughs> and he, you know, he's trying to get the, 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 the senator snapped the ball and a couple of times it happened and he's going hut 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 and he just keeps saying it hut 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 and finally they blow the whistle and the referee goes over and says you can't do that and he goes that's a signal to my linebackers <laughs> like, what do you mean he's going hut 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 just trying to get him to snap the ball and uh and he did an interview once and they asked him about his style of play and he said look he said let me let me set the record straight i never in my life set out intentionally to hurt anybody unless it was something really important like a league game. So that was, that was, <laughs> well, that was it. Never did. Unless it was a league game. You did. And then, you then, did, then, then, League, then league game, Smokey. Then it was a league game. The first league game Smokey reference we had <laughs> that, right That's there. about it, right? Oh, man. Uh, rest in peace, Dick Butkus, 80 years old. Absolute Bears icon. We'll continue to remember him uh, throughout the show tonight. Meanwhile, on the field, the Bears have the football. However... Khalil Herbert just uh, he's having a great game having his best game this season. Uh he's got 75 yards rushing. I don't know if he's going to be in the game again. They gave him the ball on one of those quick swing plays and he just went down. Like it was one of those plays where it looks like the player goes down cuz he wants to stay in bounds. Khalil Herbert gets the ball, goes about 5 or 6 yards to the right and just just goes down. And he gets up and he walks very gingerly off the field and you can tell that he is in pain and it did not look good. 
Don't know if Khalil Herbert's going to come back. Anytime you see an instance like that, you go, oh, man, is he okay? Especially since he went and he went down without getting touched. Uh, the play after that, and I'm still waiting to see the replay on this, DJ Moore, who was having an unbelievable game, is hit with a pass in the flat. He gets by the DB, and he is running down the sideline. Another Washington DB comes to try to knock him out of bounds. He can't, and DJ Moore is still skipping up the sideline. And he gets to about the 10-yard line, and suddenly he goes, ah, oh, and he throws the football up in the air, and the referees whistled him out of bounds. I have not seen one good look to say that, okay, he was in bounds, he was out of bounds, but boy, the couple of ones I saw, I did not see him anywhere near the out-of-bounds marker. Well, I mean, we've seen that before, haven't we? A, he's running free for a Maybe it's a DJ Moore guy. Right? Maybe, maybe it's a DJ Moore guy. Hey, you're out of bounds. The, out uh, of bounds. the blind referee memes are starting already. Yeah, because I, 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 they didn't show a good replay. They didn't Because what you need is the over-the-head replay of it. It's what we've seen is the replay from the field angle. We've seen the replay from the side angle. Uh, but I've not seen the over-the-head over replay, which is what you need. And I don't know if Amazon doesn't have it. we got to call Jeff Bezos and say, do we? did over the head replay but it looked like it was going to be another 50 yard touchdown for dj yeah. Moore, and instead it was just a nice completion for a first down i can tell you at this point watching the replay we've got it on a loop here in the studio i i defy you to show me where he stepped out of bounds from the replay there <laughs> like, it doesn't even look close it looks like another one of those yeah there's a couple inches between he and the painted grass but yeah, they, they rule it down, and, uh, well, that's that's the end of that. He's uh, salty. Bears will be salty. The written letter, of, it's a file under protest, should they blow this game, uh, has already been written. Yeah, I really want to see that. I really want to see that. Because that was a touchdown. That was six, and instead the commanders hold tight, and the Bears kick a field goal, so now it's a 30-14 to lead that Chicago has very early in the fourth quarter, 14 9 left to go. Uh, for more on this, maybe he's seen an angle of it. Maybe, maybe. he has. Maybe he hasn't. He's a it's, wizard. You never know. Yeah, It's special delivery Steve DeSager with that and what is trending in the wide world of sports. SD. I think Amazon has the replay you are discussing. It's just there's some sort of delay in shipping. Oh, So maybe right. by noon tomorrow wow. you might be Attempted delivery so, and then they claim they couldn't <laughs> get in the building. That's right. I.e. it was time to go home. Yeah. So if I put the replay in my cart, I won't be able to change. Can I, I pick out, it up at a locker? Nearby? Okay. Yes, yes. You can drive, get in your car, and drive and go pick up the replay by noon tomorrow. Bears say running back Khalil Herbert with the ankle injury is, quote, questionable to return. It is a 30-14 to Bears lead early in the fourth quarter at Washington tonight. You know, the NFL just put out a list of, in Bears history in the Super Bowl era, so this is over 50 years of history, the number of Bears players who've had in the team's first five games of a season at least 450 yards receiving and four receiving touchdowns or more. DJ Moore. And that's the list. And it's DJ Moore. Wow, that's it. And DJ Moore. <laughs> DJ Moore and DJ Moore. Three touchdown passes for Justin Fields tonight, and the halftime lead for the Bears was 27-3. Have we mentioned they're 0-4 this season and have lost 14 straight games going back about 12 months? They still have not won a game since Elon Musk bought Twitter. 
Wow. Every other uh, every professional other, sp- every team. other professional sports team. You want to go What is it 123, that's even right? MLS. Yeah. How you going? NBA, NFL, MLB, and they've all yeah. won a game since Elon Musk bought Twitter last October. The Bears are the only ones without without haven't gotten that yet. That'll be a tough one to crack. Mm. So you're saying the Bears do not have their blue check mark at this point. Oh no, no, no. They got, I didn't they, pay for they, mine either. They got that taken away. <laughs> DJ Moore by the way has been targeted 8 times. He has 7 catches, 170 four yards and two touchdowns. Recently, Washington settled for a field goal after a 70-yard drive. The Bears answered with a field goal on their very next drive. Right now, Washington with the ball at midfield. 13 minutes to go. It's the Bears in the lead. 30-14 to 14 on the day that Hall of Fame linebacker Dick Buckus passed away at the age of 80. He was a pro bowler in his first eight seasons, all with the Bears. Buckus was born in Chicago, played for the University of Illinois. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame as well. Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup practiced fully today after his hamstring injury. Dallas wide receiver CeeDee Lamb was a full participant. Ravens wide out Rashad Bateman practiced fully. He's had a hamstring injury. Bills linebacker Vaughn Miller is is traveling to London with his team, so he could debut Sunday against Jacksonville after his torn ACL last year. Lions star wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown did not practice again today, abdominal injury, and Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins missed practice again with a rib injury. Panthers running back Miles Sanders was limited again today with a groin injury. NBA MVP Joel Embiid of Philadelphia will play for the U.S. at next summer's Paris Olympics, not for France. He's now a U.S. citizen at the last gold medal final. The U.S. beat France 87-82. The best of five MLB division series all start this Saturday. FS1 will have Texas at Baltimore, then Minnesota at Houston on both Saturday and Sunday. And finally, Mets general manager Billy Epler resigned. The new baseball operations president there is David Stearns from the Brewers. The Mets are looking for a new manager as well after Buck Showalter was fired. Epler is the focus of MLB's investigation currently of improper use of the injured list as well. It's the Bears in the lead, early fourth quarter at Washington, 30-14. to 14. Back to you. Thanks a bunch, Steve-O. Uh, the Commanders trying to get down the field right now, down by two touchdowns. And Sam Howell is making some throws in traffic across his body that look like they should be picked off, but mm-hmm. he's hitting receivers in between two defenders. Look, I'll tell you, this is why I always like Sam Howell. I watch him a lot. Look, like I said, I watch ACC football, so you don't have to. He was someone who once upon a time – could have been the number one or number two overall pick in the draft. That's but right. Yeah. Going into his senior year, he didn't have a great year, so he stumbled all the way through. Well, they lost several top-notch players yes. on the yes. offense. Yeah, it was offensive line struggle. I mean, there was yeah, a lot just, going on. He just didn't have that year that he needed to have, and he winds up slipping in the draft. And Washington takes him, and they do the right thing. We're going to sit you for a whole year, learn, and then we see where you're at. It's a very old school way to do things, but. Sometimes that's the right thing to do, right? That's the way it used to be. Hey, you're a quarterback of the future. You're not going to play the first year, and then we're going to see you play the next year. And what I see him doing with Washington is a lot of what I saw in North Carolina. He could have a quarter where at, at Carolina when he was a quarterback where I would say, oh, my goodness, this is this is terrible. I, I Carolina's not going to score the entire game. They're going to lose 38-3. to And then all of a sudden, he can't miss. When he gets hot – he is fun to watch, and he is—he is right now. He's on a heater, and he's throwing balls in between in between defenders that receivers are making plays on. He is really on a heater, and what he looks like when he's like this is he looks like Carson Wentz when Carson Wentz was good. 
Like back in the beginning yeah. when Carson Wentz was, hey, 33 touchdowns and seven picks, a big quarterback that's a little mobile that will get outside the pocket and make plays. That's kind of what Sam Howell, he looks like Carson Wentz. Not Carson Wentz now, who's hunting and saying, hey, call me. I'm ready. I can be here. No, but Carson Wentz when he was good. He can. He's, he's a big kid that can see up over the line. Can I never, I never watch him and think, oh, he's out of a play. Even when it looks like there, he's about to get swallowed up by the defensive line. When Sam Howell gets hot, he is really something. To yeah, watch. we've watched a couple of times tonight. Held the ball a little too long, trying to wait for something to develop. But I mean, that's the young quarterback, right? You're used to your guys finding that daylight and being able to throw to that area instead of having to throw them open. And right now, he is just carving up. What is a bad Bears secondary? This oh, is yeah, what yeah, no, you, not, you expected he would have success. He's against the Niners. Yeah, no, 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 but legitimately, Niners, yeah. coming into this game, it was, all right, fantasy rankings, he's top 10 for the week. Yeah. Like, he just yeah. is. you got too many weapons. And this is with McLaurin uh, being a bystander m- most of this game, uh, much to the chagrin of, their fantasy, of his fantasy owners. But he's found a rhythm – Pushing the ball downfield, he's got good velocity on it, right? Coming over the top and and really making plays downfield. And he's stretched a few with his legs. Um, he's been betrayed by his receivers a couple of times uh, on a couple of balls that should have been caught. You know, the dive and it still hits them in both hands and and what have you. But it, it's interesting. And look, this game's far from over. Yeah, look, I mean, we've seen this act before. Uh, Sam Howell has the Commanders down on the Bears' goal line again. It's a two-score game, but there's still 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. 30 to 14, a fun, fun game. Yeah, first and goal. A good play by the defensive back to get in the way of Logan Thomas uh, to deny him the the end zone. But yeah, stressful moments for Bears fans now. Sam, 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 Sam. Uh, Going to be third and goal for the Commanders. When we speak next, are we talking about a one-score game or does something happen? Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike. It's Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Well, after the crazy news today... I am pretty positive that one MLB superstar is readily available in trade. And it pains me to say it, but I'm pretty sure you can go get him and you can go get him right now. It's coming up next. Jason and Mike, this is Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. 
Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Well-dressed hobo. Bears lead the Commanders 30-20, to 20, still nine and a half to go in the fourth quarter. Commanders getting the football back. We'll have more on this game coming up in about 10 minutes. But after, look, to show you that certain teams can't have nice things, <laughs> after news today, there is no doubt in my mind that some lucky team is going to wind up making a trade with the Mets for Pete Alonzo, and Alonzo's going to be an ex-Met. Maybe before next season begins, but it's going to happen. You had the dual news today. First, that, hey, Pete Alonzo has retained Scott Boris as his agent, which, okay, Scott Boris usually hates the Mets, but he's negotiated big deals with the Mets in the last couple of years for mm-hmm, a lot of sure. money. You know, Scherzer, a bunch of others. But the fact that Alonzo is, is even out there tells me that already he's so far apart from what the Mets want to give him. And there's no reason why you wouldn't want to keep him. He's a homegrown superstar. He is a guy that came up through the minors. He loves being a Met. The fans love him. The guy produces. He had 220 this year and still, you know, 50 home runs and 100 and 125 RBIs. He's still a great player. The fact that he's out there and we're talking about him being dealt and the Cubs want him, supposedly that was a story a couple of days ago, they want to go all in for Pete Alonso, tells me they are so far apart on what – he ask, he's asking for it. The Mets want to give him that they say, we're just going to have to trade him. And now you throw in the news today, Billy Epler, who was the Mets general manager, now David Stern, Sternsy comes Sternzy. in to run the team, and Billy Epler, who was the GM running the team for the last couple of years, resigns today. Well, wait a minute. I thought he was out. No, he decided to resign. Initially, it wasn't that weird to me because I'm like, well, Stearns is going to make the, make the call, and Billy Epler is not going to make the calls anymore. I don't think that's that big a deal. But then, of course, you know, Mets can't have nice things. Apparently, there was a probe going on. The Mets misused the injured list this year. Yeah. And maybe that Billy Epler is falling on his sword and being the guy that, hey, because he even said in leaving today, I want to put David Stearns on uh, on, on even foot. I want to have a clean slate. So whatever happened last year with the injured list, he's going to wind up getting it. It's last night we find out that Billy Epler wanted Daniel Vogelback to play yeah. And and built Buck Showalter and he fought about it. Okay, that was a crazy ass story. Now today Epler resigns and there's controversy and Pete Alonso. So it's all coming down to, you know, the Mets can't even hire a guy that everybody says is one of the top two executives in all of baseball. It should be a celebratory day. And here, Epler 
Eckler is leaving. There could be an investigation. And now I know Pete Alonso is gone. The Mets can't have nice things, man. Well, this strikes me as one of those NCAA uh, self-sanction kind of things. We fixed the glitch. <laughs> you don't need to penalize us, take draft picks, take any of our international pool money, you know, what, whatever restrictions you might put on us. Don't do it. Because that guy did it. It was all him. It was all Epler. Uh, so, yeah, just a, a weird couple of days, right? Buck's gone. Alonzo was not happy about that and very vocal. You know, he was. he did the old, hey, I'm glad it happened. You know, sorry it's over and all, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it happened. And for his own time, right, the fans gave him a standing ovation in his final at bat. All of those great things. But when you hire Boris Corp to start going and building the 9,000-page dossier, probably doesn't bode well for the incumbent. Means that you wanted to go further in the numbers and your your efforts and what you mean to the team than whatever their metrics are. Right, because at two hitting two seventeen, I think was what his batting average was this year. That's you know traditional metrics, and a team's going to say, "Well, that's not good. We need we need we need you to at least be league average." Yeah, but certain metrics don't matter when you're a power hitter and you're hitting forty five home runs, knocking one hundred twenty. Hit two twenty. That's great. That's a, okay. We well, can hit two twenty. That's all right. Not when I'm going to pay you a giant extension. I'm going to try to use yeah. that against you. Yeah. Whereas Boris yeah. Corp is going to come back over the top. Here's the money that Pete Alonso brings in for parking. Here's the extra fans that come to the ballpark to see Pete Alonso. Here's the cut of the jerseys that he sells. Pete Alonso pays for himself. He needs five hundred million dollars. That's what that's what Scott Boris. And he's going to do it really well because we've seen this act for a couple of decades uh, at this point of making far lesser players than Alonzo, uh, you know, in that hundred million plus club. So certainly expected here. Now the Cubs being part of the act, you know, there've been a, a lot of questions of spending money and which teams would get involved uh, and potential the trade market. I don't know. I think there's going to be some chaos this offseason. It starts with your guy. It, it could even be early. They could even trade him early in the offseason. If someone comes up with a big offer, hey, that that makes it – because the, what the Mets are looking for is they're looking for who's going to help us now and in the future. And if you can do that, hey, Pete Alonso's going to be gone. Like I've, I've already come come to terms with like it's happening. It's going to happen. I've moved past – I'm in the acceptance stage, and now I'm just, okay, what What can we get? Can you send what him to San Diego? For? What are we going to get? Oh, man, I, didn't, I don't know, man. That's another guy they can afford. I don't know. I'd trade him for Juan Soto. Well, that's hey, kind of what I'm you suggesting. You want to do that trade? Give us Juan Soto. We'll give you – He doesn't want to sign yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. Our guy doesn't want to sign with us. How do we make this right? Yeah. Or just, I thought you meant just going to San Diego. <laughs> no, no, no. He's, he's still got to be uh, – there's still got to be some compensation there. And, I mean, it's not an easy, hey, he just leaves. The Padres' payroll is a billion dollars. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, and he'll still finish second. Exit out by the Fresca. Exit Swollen Dome. Coming up next, got a big story out of the NFL. We'll keep you updated on what could be a much closer TNF game as the Commanders are driving down the field. Fox. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.